In a world where James Franco is still considered a credible actor and Mike Busey can open a place called the Sausage Castle, one podcast will rise. One podcast will take a stand. Its hosts steadfast and strengthened by snark and snobbery. This podcast is Cinema Geekly. Cinema Geekly Podcast, episode 107. Before we get going, of course, we would like to let you know that if you are enjoying the shit we churn out here on the regular Cinema Geekly Podcast, then you will most definitely enjoy the premium shit. CinemaGeekly.com slash premium. $12 one-time payment for one year of premium podcasting. And I believe there are a few new episodes up. Uh, a lot more dick jokes, too. Oh, far more dick jokes. Yes. <laughs> on the premium. That's what you get. You pay a premium. You get a premium quantity of dick jokes. Absolutely. Um, a genuine amount of, of cock and ball jokes, I would say. The um, I can't even think of any. The, okay, uh, I guess the Tarantino one. Uh, yes, yeah. I mean, that's why. <laughs> <laughs> or the uh, the Sexiest Man Alive podcast. Oh, oh yeah. There was a lot of wing in that one. Or pretty much any level your gear uh, podcast is usually. Yeah, do another one of those. Um, so... Uh, We've uh, a couple of new episodes are are going to be up. Uh, the latest podcast is a shield where we're talking the first part of Daredevil. It's really fucking driving me nuts, Aaron, because I know you've watched the whole thing already, and twice. I do want and I definitely want to get Wait, your. You watched you, it all twice. Yeah. Holy shit. Uh, and there is a there is a question I want to ask you about it. With it won't be spoilery or anything like that, but I am going crazy because I've dedicated myself to only watching. Two episodes at a time. I'll watch two episodes and then we'll do a podcast and then I'll watch another two episodes. And it's really driving me nuts because Netflix just lays all that in front of you on a on a silver platter just begging you to watch more episodes. Oh, yeah. And don't highlight the next episode because they show screenshots from it. So, oh, son of a bitch. You'll spoil yourself. Yeah. I'm, so I'm trying desperately to not watch uh, or to I'm resisting temptation to watch ahead. Uh, and Glenn and I just wrapped up the latest episode of the Gotham podcast. As well, since that show returned, and Glenn was so happy to be talking about Gotham again. Wow, and Boy, I just realized Milo Ventimiglia, like, who knew that guy could actually act? I, did, I always just thought he was, you know, oh. like, like a two-bit Stallone knockoff. Like, I was not impressed with him in Rocky Balboa, and that's pretty much the only thing I've seen of his, except for that shitty horror movie he did where he was the med student. Uh, for... I liked him as the ogre. He was No, like, he was in the Armored Car movie with Jean Reno and Matt Dillon. Oh... Uh, what movie it's was that? It's not good. It's the one he dies in like the first twenty minutes. Yeah, I, I, I haven't seen that. But uh, yo, he uh, Rocky Balboa. I mean, you know, we can say it. He, he sucks shit. But uh, as an Let's... ogre, uh, he was good. I think the, calling him the troll would have been more appropriate since he's about four foot six. For for Glenn's sake, could you pronounce Milo's last name again? Because we butchered it horribly on the podcast. Uh... Ventimiglia. Ventimiglia. Okay. Ventimiglia. Uh, I think I just. I think at some point I just. Gave up and referred to him as uh, Milo Vergara, Sofia Vergara's brother. Milo Ventimiglia. Uh, that's a that's a name you should be doing like Italian porn with. It is. Well, I mean, you know, uh, you white folk fuck up my last name all the time. So I mean, I, I feel with him uh, as far as having a hard, oh, so a hard you agree to pronounce last name. Italians aren't white. <laughs> what? <laughs> that was, that was good. Is that a different premium podcast I missed? I don't know. I think it might be. Um, <laughs> 
so yeah, if you if you enjoy this podcast, the premium stuff is is awesome. We have three new members who have signed up since the last podcast. Um, I believe Aaron is familiar with at least one of these people. I want to say I could be wrong. Am I wrong? I don't know. I think one of them definitely knows you, but I don't know who that person is. Or they I, know of him. Why can I not get to my homepage? To oh, there we go. There is there is. Yeah, technical difficulties. We're good. Um, the three new signups are uh, Franco Wanker. Okay, which... I, I don't, I don't know who that is, but I like it. Wait, wait, he does honest trailers. That's the same guy. The guy who did the the opening that I posted on the office thread on Facebook. Is no, the... I completely missed that. Okay, yeah, I changed the music behind it. I'm going to use it for the opening for for this episode, just so people can hear it. It's going to be the default so... open. It's going to be the default open for episodes where, like, if Aurora joins us or Ben joins us and, you know, their names aren't handy. Although, uh, I may go back to him and see if we can do an opening with all of our names in it or something. But um, it is the guy who does the voiceovers for Honest Trailers and Honest Game Trailers. Get the fuck out. How did... What? The other two members are uh, Nefertiti Jenkins and High Stakes Joker. I bet you I know Nefertiti Jenkins. I believe that is the one who, in his bio on the website, said follower and friend of Prophet of Geek. So, uh, and the other, Love you, darling, and uh, the other one is High Stakes Joker is the other uh, sign up. So High Stakes Joker. Yes, people come up with like the coolest names. Well, that you said it was from our Interstellar conversation. <laughs> Nefertiti Jenkins. Yeah. Yeah, we. Uh, <laughs> uh, we were trying to remember the name of the other ship, and you, you know how it gets when it's just Glenn and I. Oh, yeah. I sure, <laughs> I sure do. For those of you who missed it and you're very curious, I'd go back and listen. That, was, Especially that conversation comes, took a lot of twists. When it comes to names, what okay. might work? Uh, okay, so if the premium thing uh, is not is not your bag, uh, tpublic.com slash user slash cinema geekly. Uh, we got the link up on the website. You can go pick up. Uh, your Cinema Geekly Retro Logo t-shirt, uh, available in multiple sizes, colors, and uh, a variety. It's not even just t-shirts. It's uh, There's like uh, hoodies and, and, and shit like that, child sizes. and. I'm going to start like photoshopping our heads into different famous movie posters. And we'll see if we can start moving those. <laughs> there you go. Uh, that's like another... I want to I see if we could do Goodfellas. It's not a horrible idea. Who gets to be Joe Pesci? Oh, dibs. Oh, Aaron's got dibs. I mean, if I'm Pesci, like, you know, I'm little and I'm angry and I say fuck a lot. I mean, that's (laughs) you tell me I'm not Pesci. Okay, so let's let's wait. How tall are you? I'm not very, sir. Oh, okay. I I figured uh... we're all about the same height. I don't know why. No, I'm I'm a little guy. I'm six one and a half. Yeah, you you guys are monsters compared to me. Oh, yeah, you're a little bit taller than me. Um... It's like uh, you, you, you guys are my whoredors. (laughs) <laughs> like yes. I'm, I'm so then who gets to be Ray Liotta gosh oh, I guess I'll Glenn's closer to, you. to a you guys Liotta. gotta duke it out from there I'd say the older one should probably be De Niro so that'd be yeah. Tony oh, that'd be yeah. Me. I guess yeah. it makes sense yeah. I did uh, come late to the party and I'm not Irish that makes, that makes sense <laughs> oh that does fit perfect let's, let's, do you guys uh, ever find yourself preferring to people to slip in Jimmy like all the time now oh yeah I actually made that joke <laughs> at work around everybody and everyone looked like what are you talking about? Because they're like, right. oh, I'm just going to fall. I was like, yeah, whatever, slipping Jimmy. And they're like, what? Like, uh. Everyone I look at who's shady now, like between me and, and the wife, it's like, oh, fucking slipping Jimmy. We're, just... we're in on the ground floor with this because not nearly as many people are watching the show as they should. And, of course, as it was with Breaking Bad, by the by the time the show is over, it will become a thing that people will say right. all the fucking time. Uh, so we're on the ground floor now. Um, before we hop into the news that is on the uh, on the website, there are a couple things that are off the off the website, and we'll bring them up as the show goes along. But uh, I'm curious, Aaron, have you watched the premiere of Game of Thrones yet? Of course. Uh, yeah. Are you as are you as rock hard as I am about just Tyrion and Daenerys Targaryen? I'm presuming fucking because that's where it's got to lead, right? He's going to seduce her. There's no way he doesn't slay the dragon. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, yeah. He's like, I'm going to make you the real mother of dragons. <laughs> yeah, exactly. With his, sp- I mean, dude, it's it's coming. Oh, I can't wait. And 
Like Viserys will be just off in the corner, just like whipping people and making them watch. I want to see those two guys have just like a like a little side quest. Like if they want to just do a spinoff of those dudes and their merry adventures outside of Westeros. Just Tyrion and Viserys. Yeah, they were so fucking funny together. It was it was great actually. Well, I, I think you, you got a few more episodes of them together before oh, they finally get so. to Daenerys. Like I, I'm sure, like you know, I love the show, but there ain't no way in fuck that's not happening before mid season at least. It was a great. It was a. It was a very. It was a very good start to the show. But granted, oh, yeah. I, I had been. I had been waiting for days for this show to return. Glenn, I presume that you are are not watching this program, correct? No, I, I think I announced it a few weeks ago, but I've come to the conclusion that Game of Thrones will be the one TV show I've never watched. Just for the reaction of, why the fuck? Why haven't you ever watch watched it? it? Yeah. yeah. And then you'll either you'll either approach a time where you will watch it and the hype is not so high that you'll enjoy the show or you'll reach the other tipping point in which you'll watch it and you'll be like, I don't know what the fuck people were going on about. Uh, so hopefully you will watch it before that point because it really is great. There's a there's That's a how I think I would feel about Mad Men. Like if I had waited until the show was over oh, and started totally. watching it, Especially I think I would now. hate it. Yeah. 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 Um, it's goddamn fucking crazy. It's, and it's nice, it's nice of Don to pick up yet another hapless woman. Uh, as well, because you know we we are gonna do like a Mad Men send off podcast, right? Oh, yeah, we're gonna do a just, side B. We're yeah. gonna do a side B where we talk. Okay, well, we all have to smoke and drink scotch. Oh, during the yeah, well, I have two cigars that are ready for this. <laughs> good. Well, because that's what we're doing, fellas. We're all gonna put on suits. We're gonna video it. We're gonna be classy as fuck. <laughs> it's the only way to really discuss it. Yeah, only way to do it. Uh, put on some like fake mustaches, moose the fuck out of our hair. Oh, no need for fake mustaches here, sir. No, no, same. Mm-hmm. Um, all right, so on to the news. Boy, it was a Marvel-filled week for fucking sure. They just blasted our faces with so much shit, Aaron. It was it was unbelievable. But let's it was start. Almost hard to keep up with. It really was, especially it's when they're like, like to a lot of videos I've seen on the internet. Indeed. Yeah. Uh, let us let us begin with the uh, the the newest trailer for Ant Man, which. Uh, I, 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 I'm feeling like the first trailer we got, and I think maybe we talked about it a little bit when it came out, it felt like they were really rushing to get this out because of the hype surrounding the Avengers Age of Ultron trailer. Yep. They're like, quick, get some fucking Ant-Man shit out there so people can be like, oh, yeah. Uh, and, and yeah, they, they tried to piggyback it, but I think it kind of fell flat a little bit. I think all of us were kind of underwhelmed a little bit by it. Uh, Aaron, I'll start with you. What did you think of the newest trailer, which clearly had much more content in it? Loved it. I mean, it, it, it really started to have me kind of rethink like, well, maybe Paul Rudd can, you know, lead a movie in a heroic sort of way. Like they really showed his interactions more with the cast. Like you got to see a little bit more of him and Michael Douglas and you really got a good sense for how he and Evangeline Lilly, you know, who is definitely going to suit up as Wasp, uh, you know, kind of play off each other and all that. And it's, God, he he's convincing. Like he's he's starting to sucker me in. Like Marvel is again starting to uh to sway me on a, a casting that seemed somewhat questionable. But the trailer itself, I mean, they really you got more of a feel of the Edgar Wright teaser trailer where you saw Ant Man shrinking down to to tiny little versions and like kicking the shit out of armed guys all in suits and sunglasses. I mean, it was it was awesome. You know, it it really kind of felt like you know uh, it had a, a real Iron Man one feel. Uh, mm-hmm. For me, to where you know it, it felt fun. Of course, it's an origin story, but you know it. it, it they're going to do it with it in a way that doesn't really feel so formulaic because they're bringing it from a new approach. Where you know it's Hank Pym. You know the, they're not starting with the first iteration of the character. So yeah, it's, they're it's like exciting. passing the mantle. Yeah, uh, we got a lot more of Corey Stull as well in this trailer. Yes. Plus, uh, uh, they, now Marvel had released a, a like a poster image of Yellow Jacket. So everybody got to see the suit, which, by the way, I am shocked at the sheer amount of people who missed that in the Yellow Jacket poster, by his right shoulder, there was a tiny little Ant-Man flying towards him with his fist extended. And so many people missed that. I'm like, holy shit. Like, there was a really cute little Easter egg. But the trailer, you actually, you're not just seeing uh, Corey Stell as Darren Cross. They they give you, like, the full-on Yellow Jacket suit treatment. Aaron, uh, what did you think of uh, the suit? How's it looking? It translates uh, beautifully. My God, it, it! I was really afraid that that was going to look really lame because you know a lot of the suits, you know, we would love to see them, you know, off the page, you know, as they are. But mm-hmm. some of them, the, the upgrades they make are really worth it. And the yellow jacket suit looked phenomenal. And the the, the fight scene they showed between the two, <laughs> uh, including uh, yellow jacket being decimated by Tommy the train. Oh, Thomas the tank engine. So oh. yeah, I thought we're so visually just 
oh, I was drooling over it. Just seeing the transitions from them both, you know, changing sizes and the, the scope of the fights. It's still this big, massive, explosive fight. Oh, oh. What did you think, uh, Love Mr. Beauvais? Um, opposite as far as believing in Paul Rudd. Mm-hmm. Now, oh, for be- shame, sir. Now, that being said, as you see the trailer, you understand why he was chosen. Right. Uh, just, just because of how the tone of the movie seems. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm really excited to see Michael Douglas because he's just a pro. Yeah. Um, it's it's just, weird seeing him, even in, though it, it's it's his total Glenn Close Guardians mode. It's you know a cash grab at this point. You know. What I mean? Oh yeah, but oh, sure, I sure, mean, sure. Michael, you, you don't come off of behind the candle lap. You know what I mean? Like yeah. Well, not to denigrate the Marvel movies or anything, but you know, this is Michael Douglas. You know what I mean? But then again, I mean, you know, they've had Redford, they've had Glenn Close. I mean, Anthony Hopkins. They they get the heavy hitters when they need them. Yeah, and uh, uh, that the acting weight just goes a long way. But no, I yeah. I mean. You you jumped it with that Thomas the Tank Engine. I had to watch. I watched it again today to show someone who hadn't seen it. And I mean, even knowing it was coming, I probably haven't laughed that hard in a long time. Oh, it was... I mean, strangely, not strangely, but I was having flashbacks to like Toy Story three, where the you know the opening scene, oh, right? And That's... it's like that. It's like you know you think about how elaborate and crazy this is, but really how small scale it truly is. Mm-hmm. Um. And that's the thing is that I think visually, um, you know, people, of course, it's obviously CGI. It's not going to look seamless because you just can't. But it's still really impressive. I think the fight choreography is going to be the craziest and like the most outstanding thing that comes out of this movie. Because all the running with ants. We haven't seen ants that believable since Honey, I Shrunk the Kids. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, mean, uh, the, the Crystal Skull, it was better than that. And they right. had big fucking ants in that movie, yeah. They had huge. They took down Russians. Oh, or what, what was that David Arquette movie uh, with the giant spiders? Was it big ass spiders? Eight with uh, Scarlett Johansson. Uh, Eight legged freaks or something like that. Yeah, I think is what it was. Uh, it, I, I, I think you mean Scarlett Johansson with former WCW heavyweight champion David. Yeah, Arquette. yes, yes. I just we just needed to get her in there. Big so. ass, big ass spider actually. But Monday like, Night Wars uh, were won this past WrestleMania. So. Yeah, of course. The uh, fuck that shit. Uh, the, uh, <laughs> oh, this was uh, this was uh, I, I really did like the. Tra- I'm still not sure how I feel about Paul Rudd, but I I do like I I really do like that scene where Michael Douglas is talking about. Um, you know, do you really think you can change? And he's like, oh, yeah, totally. I'm My days of breaking into things and stealing stuff are done. What do you need me to do? I need you to break into some place and steal some stuff. Uh, I love that. I lo- The Thomas the Tank thing, I wish I could describe it, but there's no way to really describe it where it's not doing it justice. It's really just boiled down to the comedic timing of the scene, and it is perfect. From when they go from, you know, their perspective to normal human-sized perspective of events, and that's really what makes Yeah, Yellow Jacket's cowering like it's an actual diesel engine getting ready to flatten him. <laughs> and then they pull back, it's just this smiling little toy. It's like, oh my yeah. god. It just, it, just, it just weakly falls off the tracks and onto the floor. Yeah. It's hilarious. I love it. But it it's just so decimated cool. a guy who's probably 6'2". Um, yes. <laughs> There's a... Well, 6'3", if you put in the hair plugs that he has for the strain. And no. I and I will say there's a lot of cool looking there's a lot of cool looking stuff in it as well. But I don't know, Aaron. Maybe uh, get your get your thought on this. Is there mm-hmm. anything in this trailer that you thought was cooler than the Edgar Wright teaser footage? Because that was so. I, and and I'm sure they are hiding stuff. I'm sure they're not giving us all the juicy stuff yet. But I just remember being so blown away by the how that was shot. And they did do they did steal a couple of the shots, right? Of like they did, like it was almost shot for shot when he started fighting, the, you know, the, the two armed uh, the two armed guards. But I mean, it, it it was almost better in the trailer because you had Evangeline Lilly's voiceover telling him, like you know, explaining why he was stronger at that size, and you know, it, it just having her kind of like you know, in that wise, uh, you know, omniscient kind of uh, you know voiceover just telling us like you know what he's got going. It, it made it cooler. Yeah, uh-huh. Is that, you know, like just the average person watching it knows like, OK, she's saying he's stronger, so he's got to be stronger when he's little. So, like, you know, it, it it puts it out there a little more. And I just think in the context of the trailer itself, I mean, you know, yeah, like the fight scenes between Yellow Jacket and Ant-Man were were better than the Edgar Wright teaser trailer. And the shots they remade, I think, you know, yeah, because of Evangeline Lilly's uh, voiceover, you know, it, it's better. Uh, I would have loved to have seen what Edgar Wright 
uh, had in store for this movie, but it's they're starting to sway me with, with the way they've gone so far. It so. looks like it's going to be in pretty good hands. Uh, I should note yeah. casting some other casting notes about this movie in case people don't know. Um, T.I. is in this movie, apparently. I guess he's some sort of rapper. Uh, he's in this movie. I'm looking at the cast list right now. Unless there is another person who is nicknamed T.I. Um, he is in this movie playing somebody named Dave. Uh, and I think we've talked about this. <laughs> I, and we talked about this earlier. Um, John Slattery and Haley uh, Atwell will be in the movie. Uh, and I think they kind of described it. Uh, Slattery said that his involvement in Ant-Man is pretty much about what his participation level in Iron Man 2 was, and uh, Atwell called her appearance more of a cameo. Uh, but I'm guessing that's going to so be... So John Slattery's basically just going to uh, just gonna show up and be Roger for a minute, smoke some cigarettes, drink some liquor, uh, and bounce. Which is 100% okay with me. Yeah, I can't wait for them to make Spider-Man and him be Jonah do you think he wear, Do you think he brings his mustache to this one, like the one he was packing? <laughs> he, can bring, he had a mustache in the la- in Iron Man movie. He no, can not, like, the... not like what he had in Mad Men. Come oh, on. Oh, no, no, yeah, he was... Uh... That was some Sam Elliott level <laughs> oh, yeah, facial hair, say, dude. I was going <laughs> to say, he was virgin on Sam Elliott there. That's like Wilford Brimley, adult type 2, you know, uh, diabetes kind of mustache thickness. Uh, and he got popped up a gravy boat with that thing they were trying to get woody harrelson to play a character named gail but unfortunately they had to was there no scene where gail had to eat someone's butt and woody harrelson turned it down uh, it's pg-13 so yeah no it didn't yeah he happen. definitely yeah. turned it down then um yeah so they had to uh they well, he's had... not showing up unless there's some butts that need to be ate they were uh basically they they had to they had to just stick with the the fourth tier woody harrelson replacement named wood harris not i love that that's a name does he look like Woody Harrelson? Wait, Wood Harris, isn't that T.I.? No. No, he's Dave. Uh, no. Actually, I mean, you know what? Um, uh, that is a rapper. Uh, he is an American. No, Sherwin David Wood Harris is an American actor, best known for his roles as a high school student, Julius Campbell, in the 2000 film Remember the Titans. Oh, oh that guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. He was in The, the Wire. He, yep. Yeah. Played, and he was in, the, he, he was in the, the Dread remake, too. Yeah, he got fucked up in that movie. Yes, he did. <laughs> uh, but yeah, uh, Ant-Man is looking pretty promising, although I'm, I'm not as sold on... Uh, on Paul Rudd yet. I, I need to see more, but I, I think it's going to be better than I was, uh, or, better than I originally assumed. And it's you know just, what? Every other hero was like shirtless at some point in their trailer. What, what's up with the, with the lack of, uh, of abs from Paul Rudd? Well, you know what? You talked to me about season three of Arrow, okay? <laughs> <laughs> Are you a little miffed? You haven't seen Oliver like shirtless in a while? I, I just, it's it's a masterpiece. You got to show it off. It'd be like putting the Mona Lisa in a vault. It's just yeah. come on, stupid. Yeah, why would you do yeah. that? Yeah. Um, so, <laughs> the Avengers: Age of Ultron is coming out in a few weeks, and is it? I, I think. Yeah. Wanted, I th- uh, the noon showing on Friday. I think they wanted to release a clip and then accidentally release three clips. It was uh, more than that. I think they're up to twelve now. Oh fuck! Are they? Uh, well, yeah, I, I was getting ready website. to put up another article. It was just too much shit. <laughs> there's three of them on the website. Do you want to run through anything of importance in uh, uh, in the clips? I, kn- I know for a fact they confirm one thing for sure in the uh, the Hulk versus Hulkbuster uh, scene. They definitely confirmed the uh, the discussion that Hulk was probably under control of Scarlet Witch, which we you know I, I think from the images and some of the other trailer footage we saw, we're able to pretty easily determined but the scene definitely confirmed it i believe so oh yeah um yeah do you want to do you want to maybe talk us through a couple of the a couple of these clips um there's a couple i i think the, there's like one scene where they're sort of talking to each other in a room which is i think a little less important it's just it's in the st- avengers tower and like yeah. it, it pretty much just lays this just lays the groundwork more and more for the civil war that's coming where tony is starting to say like you know we're you know, we're the Avengers. It's up to us to to save everybody. And I was just trying to protect everybody. And you know, it, it it's really just starting to you're you're seeing his dark side come out a bit. Uh, but you know, it's good to see like you know him and you know he and Cap they still can respect each other. But you see more and more like you know they're really starting to to really be like man, fuck this guy towards each other. But the 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 two other clips I thought were were a little better. Uh, in one, you see Hulk and Black Widow. And Black Widow is trying to calm Hulk down so that he reverts into Banner, and they're kind of playing like this handsy little, you know, sexy play game, and she kind of fucks with him and like, you know, flicks his hand, and then I don't know what happens to him. He she like he, reverse, he she, yeah, it's like reverse Viagra or something. Like she yeah. softens him. He's yeah. not rock hard Hulk anymore. He's 
He's, she he's limped soft him. Bruce Banner, yeah, yeah. He's, he's puny Banner, flaccid Banner. Flaccid yeah. Banner. She, she got him down to that, but uh, you know that was interesting, like it uh, to see, like you know, she's not going to have a romance with Cap. It's going to go with Hulk. So there's, it's different to see what's going on there. But you know, the the big one, yes, was Hulk versus Hulkbuster. I'm shocked they get, showed so much of this. It was almost it was a minute and a half. Yeah, but but there's a lot more. I think the the entire scene of the movie, from what the, all indications are saying and what's been leaked and people talk about it, is supposed to be over five minutes. Wow, wow. that's that's a that's a, yeah, that's really a lot of car- that's going to be a lot of fucking carnage. Well, I yeah, guess they, we'll get another Netflix show up, out of it. A ton of people, like in this clip alone, it's like damn near Man of Steel level type of fucking civilian murders yeah. going on here. So yeah. what? So is this going to be the the beginning of Luke Cage? Is is the destruction that happens in this town? No, I, I think they're uh, in Morocco. Yeah. The, oh, okay. Uh, yeah, yeah, I mean, and you know, Luke Cage is uh, you know New York City, so. And I yeah, like well, that, I uh, guess they could do a sequel to Casablanca. If they're and, and I like that uh, Tony comes prepared as well because it's got sort of like a hovering replacement like satellite. Because like Hulk rips off one of swapping Hulk, his parts. Yeah, yeah, Hulk Hulk rips off like a Hulkbuster arm, and like more shit flies down from the sky and reattaches itself. Uh, it's crazy. That, that scene is going to be bonkers, I'm sure. Uh, looking forward to it. I mean, is there, uh, uh, I guess not to spoil the, the, is there anything from the new clips that stand out? I have not seen any of them, so. No, it, it, it's just showing like a, a extended versions of a portion of the trailer, just more interaction with twins and things like that. So it, uh, I mean, more, you, you can watch it, you know, all day until the, you, your, uh, your eyes are ready to fall out, but it's, uh, there's so much more to the movie. I mean, it, we are so close. I'm considering moving to a different country just so I could see it a week early. Like, I don't know if I can wait. This <laughs> go time. visit Ben. I might. There you go. Uh, and nothing wrong with that as well. Uh, no. The other, it, it was like a couple of weeks ago that he kind of just gently placed an article on his Facebook timeline about how Manchester is a top tourist destination in England now. So I'm telling you, if I could get a job out there, boy, I'd, I'd, we'd be gone in a minute. Yeah, I think he's tempting us to come do like a podcast at his place. So. I'm down. Um, let's do it. I think that would be amazing. <laughs> Could actually make it happen. Um, let's let's stick to the Marvel thing real quick. This but is only if a... we go to Wales. We got to do that Doctor Who experience as a group. Oh fuck yeah! Well, except for Glenn, he. I, I I'll hate experience. We'll we'll put a bu- we'll put a bunch of Buffy on uh, on an iPod for you, and you can just walk walk behind us and watch it. it you I, know, it is her birthday today, and Peter Capaldi. So best of both Capaldi. worlds. Happy, Happy birthday, birthday, Doctor! Indeed. Uh, yeah, let's uh, before we before we move off of Marvel real quick. Uh, there there was there there are a couple of things. Uh, well, there was definitely one thing, and we I didn't get to put it up on the website because I could not fucking log in, which is why we need your support so we can upgrade the server we're on currently. Yeah, sorry, man. Uh, <laughs> I don't I don't. It may not have even have been you. It could have just been traffic because uh, we got pretty heavy traffic when we posted the trailers this week. Um, I had a hard time downloading the last podcasters of Shield. Yeah, so there's a. Uh, and tra- and as we're getting more premium users and stuff, the traffic is upticking on the premium website as well. So um, the more support, the better from you. We can we can upgrade all of our facilities. But um, there was a story, I believe it was from Entertainment Weekly, and Aaron, you may have even seen it, but the exclusive word is that Marvel is looking to do another Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. spinoff on ABC. They haven't uh, specified what it's going to be yet, but it looks like oh, it's, already, it, I guess. <laughs> it's already on the ground and running. So that's what I wanted to come come with you uh, uh, with this. What do you think they're going to do for the spinoff? The Inhumans, like the, w- where they're setting up right now, where they're training all the Inhumans and they and they pick them and all that. They could do an entire show dedicated to that outside are of just, Shield. Are there just so many of them? Because I mean, they are doing oh, yeah. Inhumans movies. Are there just so many of them that they could split it between like a movie and a show? Or absolutely? Or would they tie the show and the movie together? I think you could time in, you know, kind of like how Agents of Shield is doing, like you know, the, the grunt work for the entire, you know, Marvel franchise. I think, uh, or for, you know, for the Avengers movies rather. I think uh, an Inhumans TV show could do that, even if it was the, the smaller level where they're focusing on, like, well, maybe you know, here's a group of six people, you know, two might be chosen to be, you know, the, given the gift, and you know, you kind of follow their path and then eventually lead, lead them into the movies. I think that would be a, a smart way to go because it's kind of a it's kind of a tricky thing to introduce them because I think they're going to have to make them seem more uh, to separate them more from the X-Men because they could get kind of confusing for people like who aren't really too familiar with the comics, like the difference between an inhuman and a mutant. You know what I mean? Right. Um, well, I mean, it shouldn't be too hard. Mutants are people who their DNA. Mutants are people according naturally, to Bolivar Trask. 
Yeah, mutants' DNA naturally evolves. I believe the Inhumans were experimented on by the Kree. Yes, so yep, um, that's what they. But they still go through the teragenesis. So that's right. Um, So wait, are we talking about Scientology right now, or (laughs) like, so if you're an Inhuman, is it because your Thetan levels are high? Yeah, my Thetan. Yeah, I've I've got a bunch of fucking uh, volcano ghosts up in my body. And uh, I, I need to. I need to cite. I got I, some it, volcano ghosts all up in my body. And <laughs> oh, for, is that where Collins? For fifty million dollars, you too can get them removed. <laughs> uh, the uh, talking shit about that. They're liable to shut up. Yeah, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. They're yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, everything they say is true. And hey, I if love it helps, I think all religions stupid. So mm-hmm. there Hales, you go. Take that, Heil Zenu. Yeah. Um. So yeah, the. Uh, I think that's it for Marvel, unless uh, un- unless they release the uh, Deadpool movie early, because at the rate they were releasing shit, I wouldn't be surprised <laughs> if they just, here it is. On the How internet. about Ryan Reynolds getting run over by a paparazzi and the guy fled the scene? Oh, yes, that's right. I just read about that. He was hit and run. He's yeah. I, Apparently he's okay. He's a, yeah, he's a goddamn champion, man. He still showed up for work because you know, he wants w- to get this movie w- made w- more than anybody. I mean, I guess by hit and run, they mean he dove through the windshield and cut the dude's head off with a sword. I think. Is uh, I think he drew a picture of him first. That's right. Uh, well, we're glad he's okay because fucking yeah. hey, paparazzi. Yeah, Ryan Reynolds. Um, all right, so let us talk about the newest trailer for Terminator Genesis. Because I, boy, I don't know what to feel about this. Uh, when I when I wrote this down, I said for me it was blurring the lines between uh, cringeworthy and cool. Like I, I definitely feel like there's stuff in here that I'm like, boy, that's going to be awesome. And there's a lot of shit where I'm like, Ugh, okay. Um, Glenn, what did did you watch the trailer? And if so, what did you think of them essentially spoiling the movie? Which oh, trailer? Shit, did they? Uh, for Terminator Genesis. Uh, I thought my first thought was WTF. Mm-hmm. Because I don't know. It's a strong feeling, Glenn. I don't know if I could have handled that <laughs> if I walked into the movie theater and not known what they did. Because uh, my brain would have been ex- it would have exploded because of what I know about Terminator, and they are really just turning it on its head. Yeah. Uh, John Connor is not a robot, but he is not human, and he definitely wants to kill his mom. Yeah. Wait, what do you mean John Connor is not human? So John Connor is a, John Connor is a Terminator. <laughs> Sort of. Do you remember that theory you had that Matt Smith was like the embodiment of Skynet? Yes, it's John. I do. It's John Connor. He's the embodiment. Wait, what? It's, it, it, would... it's in the trailer. It's all in the trailer. Go watch the trailer. Uh, but but it's not him when he sends Reese back. So I guess by the time Reese has been sent back in time while he's banging his mom and hanging out with Arnold, he turns into Skynet. Yeah, <laughs> so, or something. Yeah. Um, it's crazy, and they, they give this away in the trailer. Yeah, yes. the word the word I the word I have heard on this is that they are desperate for people to talk because I, I I guess uh, there's a term, and I don't know how even accurate the tracking is on movies. Apparently, it's tracking is the term they use for buzz. I think like what kind of buzz is the movie? What's how is it tracking? Is, I guess is the fucking terminology they use. Right, and apparently this Terminator movie is not tracking well. And I guess they panicked and put out this trailer thinking like, oh, well, if we give one of the major oh, this, plot points. Oh, this will get them. <laughs> yeah, if we give away one of the major plot points, it will get people talking and that will generate Oh, buzz. wow, dude. Yeah. Um, now, here's the thing, though, that uh, I – here's where my interest still lies. Outside of the fact that there is some stuff that looks genuinely interesting in this movie and outside of the fact that I'm actually genuinely curious to see how further they can – complex this story they can fuck it up how much they, they, the they can crystal guy. skull it it's it's already a very complicated canon going into this movie and i'm just curious to see how much how much further they can intertwine shit um I, so i'm curious about all of that but what i am really curious about is matt smith's role in this because this is yet another trailer where there is no matt smith which would make you think that he has a very tiny a or, bit, un- uh, or unimportant uh, role because they're not uh, showing him but we all know that he was on when they did the covers of whatever it was, Entertainment Weekly or whatever. He was prominently featured on the cover, Fuck along yeah, with he was al- featured along with John Connor and shit. So he clearly must have some sort of important role in the movie that they are not giving away because they have not he's shown. I'm telling you, I, I still think like he's going to be the guy behind the fake John Connor Skynet. Then like it's ultimately going to be Matt Smith. Yeah, perhaps. 
Uh, he's the architect of the Matrix. Or he did oh, a face Oh, how off. dare you? He's like a young architect. Is they he just, just fucking Seth Rollins, Matt Smith? They, they're going to oh. fuck it. They're going to combine. What they're going to do is they're going to announce right after the movie is released that the Terminator franchise and the Matrix franchise are merging. <laughs> and Matt Smith will be playing the young architect of the Matrix. And we'll reveal that this is all... This is the beginning of the Matrix is the war with the machines. And that's I love that. how the Matrix begins. I'm not going to lie. That'd be pretty sweet. It would probably be better than what they're doing, to be honest. If that means also that John Wick is the new Neo, then oh, even I, will, I will be fine with just going with that train. Uh, only if at the end of that movie, the Borg <laughs> descend upon Earth and capture everybody. And then Jean-Luc comes in to fucking save the day. Yes. Um, speaking of which, I did finally watch John Wick. Uh, oh, yeah. So I did finally sit down and watch it. It was really fucking great. Yeah. It was such a good action. I mean, you guys were right where you're like, hey, don't watch Interstellar and John Wick back to back because Interstellar, I think if I had done that, I would not have really liked John Wick so much because Interstellar was so much. You had to put a little you had to put so much more thought into watching that movie. I don't know if physically it's possible to watch those movies back to back, but he was. He was surprisingly great in that movie, and the fight choreography was fucking insane. It was, oh, it was so good. Uh, although I, I will say this, I would have been happy if the movie just ended with him fucking killing Theon Greyjoy, and that was like the end of the movie. Like, I felt like they maybe went a little too long after that. And Oh, no, no, no. He, no, he could have mur- murdered everyone. I would have been cool with that. <laughs> I mean, I was kind of just I was kind of just happy after, after he killed Theon Greyjoy. It was just, and then they could have made a second movie where he murders the big Ruski. I gotta tell you, and, and the more I see of a, uh, is it Adrian Palicki? Yeah, yeah. I, the more I see her, the more I kind of regret like her Wonder Woman pilot didn't get picked up. I think she would have been great. Well, you know what? It was it's NBC's still... decision, and they don't really make good decisions, so it may have actually been okay. <laughs> I mean, you know, her her loss, you know, their loss is Marvel's gain because I, I think she's great. Oh, uh, Aaron, but, what a man! What a fucking segue. That was a real segue, ladies and gentlemen. If you've been listening to this podcast, you've never heard one before because they're all horribly ham-fisted. But oh, untrue, so, untrue. We had one on the uh, on the Hot Dude podcast. This was yeah. a, this is a brilliant segue because speaking of Wonder Woman and speaking of losing things in relation to Wonder Woman that are detrimental to Wonder Woman, like oh, women. Yeah, uh, Glenn, go ahead and and tell. We didn't get to post this either, but there's some news about the future of the Wonder Woman film as well, right? Yeah, um, Michelle McLaren is walking away from the Wonder Woman project. It's fucking doomed. Well, they are looking for a director for Miss Mar- for Captain Marvel. So, oh fuck it, it, it it's her, saying. her or Joss. Get, I mean, Joss is stepping be. away from that. Get Joss to do uh, Captain Marvel. That'd be fucking great. I think she'd uh, be great too, man. Yeah, everything she's she's is great. I mean, holy shit, like oh, it, I mean, such all, a bummer for for DC. Oh my god, yeah, all of my hopes and dreams for that movie were kind of resting on her shoulders because I'm, I'm just such a huge fan of her work. She's fucking absolutely. And yeah. I'm like, she's she's gonna get this. She's gonna um, whatever shortcomings the actress may have. I'm sure she will work around them. I think she'll you know they'll deliver a really good movie. And then Glenn's like she stepped away, and I felt my heart fucking sink to the yeah. basement. It was suits get out of the way. Horrible news. That's right. horrible news. Oh my god. It's the suits, uh, man. They're getting in the way of everything. It's a dick. Yeah, just look at look at her credits as a director. It's staggering what she's gonna do with the movie. I Marvel get her like yesterday. The only please. way I would be excited for this movie if they're like Martin Scorsese is making Wonder Woman, then I'd be like, <laughs> holy fuck! I mean, uh, I, uh, Michelle McLaren is great, but damn. Like I, you know, like I knew like the Thor movies were in good hands because I liked the pedigree of the directors they had for those movies, uh, stuff like that. And like, I don't want to get too Edgar Wrighty about this, but I just have a feeling, you know, like the way they've been doing this shit, I just have a feeling like, oh yeah, we found a new Wonder Woman director, you know, please welcome Brett Ratner. You know what I mean? Like it's, I have a feeling it's going to go in like some horrible direction now. Like it's, they're not going to go up from this choice. They're probably only going to go down. I, I would presume. I mean, but uh, then again, I mean, you know, look at the Russo brothers and you know what they're doing with Marvel now. Yeah, you know, with well, you, but they've they have quality credits behind them. I Some, mean, it, it, I mean, but you know, they have like established things. You know, like I'm not saying Community is successful because now it's on Yahoo, but it is something that a lot of people <laughs> like. You yeah, know, yeah, 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 but not in the way that like a lot of people like Chuck Lorre stuff because he's just a hobgoblin. But I mean, but they, I, I think that they showed though when or they Anthony did sucker. When they did, when they did Winter Soldier, I think that they more or less proved that they can handle 
Yeah, you, exactly what Marvel wants to deliver, and then and some. if they want, uh, it's since DC is about no jokes, you know, seriousness. Uh, they lost a director who could really handle that. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, and the craziest thing is like the Captain America movies are like of the Marvel movies, they're like the least Heavy. jokey movies. Yeah. yeah. I mean, there's some stuff in there. They, there is some, there is some levity, but not very much of it. And they handle that, so I'm, I'm looking forward. Um, here is something on the website. Yeah, Cap's movies always feel like you know, like you're getting ready to go watch Empire Strikes Back, or you know, uh, you know, the half, the half blood prince. Like you go into it just like fuck. Like you know, you're going to see something great, but it's like oh, it's going to be so hard to watch at times. Uh, so serious. So Aaron, tell us about this, uh, this Flash Arrow Thunderdome thing. I have not had a chance to watch it. What is this all about? <laughs> It's just a like a fun little video they made. Essentially, it's uh, uh, Oliver and and Barry climb into an elevator together, uh, and a woman is standing behind them, and she she obviously recognizes them as uh, you know the, the Flash and Arrow because they're both in costume, and she's kind of starting to fangirl out uh, when she gets out of the elevator. Well, they continue up to another floor, and they get out, and Oliver's telling him like you know we only have one rule, you know there are no rules, and it's just uh, it, it's almost like the cage that. Uh, that Ken Shamrock and Owen Hart wrestled in <laughs> the the lion's den. Yes, thank you. The <laughs> lion's den. There's Holy five shit. people out there listening, just smiling right now because they yeah. understand like the shithole I'm talking about. Yeah, it, it's just this this fake Thunderdome, you know, sort of cage uh, that like the heroes jungle, square yeah. off in. But you know, it, but they're fighting like they're main villains, like you know, uh, like uh, Canary and Arsenal are, are fighting John Barrowman's Dark Archer. Uh, the Flash is fighting Captain Cold, uh, and then the Reverse Flash pops up, and they're all just kind of duking around, going at it. And then Firestorm shows up at the end and just kind of kicks everybody's ass for a minute. It was just this fun little video, but I gotta say, it, where's Diggle? You know what yeah, I mean? no like, Diggle. he's like the main kickasser of you know, besides Oliver. I mean, he's he's it. Uh, yeah, that was my only that would be my only nitpicking about it. And you know, the Adam shows up at some point too, and he's just. Derby. I love Brandon Routh, but I just, I can't, it's just the, the fake Iron Man it is, mm, yep. I don't know. But no, it was just like a, a just a fun little thing. And it's it just Aaron, giving you like, like a tease of where, uh, of where the show is kind of going. Like, you know, like there's going to be the big throwdowns between all the main villains. Cause the, yeah. you saw Oliver and Roz duking it out and you saw, uh, Barry and reverse flash going at it. So it's, you know, uh, Glenn, did you watch this? Yeah, I did. I, it, was it better than Arrow has been as an actual TV show lately? <laughs> yeah, it has been better. Well, Oliver uh, kept his shirt on, so what's that to you? Uh, not as it could have. Yeah, I can imagine. Uh, <laughs> a boy can dream. Yeah, just like John Legend. Uh, but, uh, you know, it was uh, it was all right. I mean, it was fun. Like you said, it was a fun little video. Uh, but you know, even bigger news: no more breaks for the Flash. From yeah, that's right. Out. From here on out, it's finally from now until the end of the uh, the first season. They're finally going to get this fucking season o- over and done with, um, and hopefully that means more Gorilla Grodd as well in our future. Um, before we uh, before we move on, Aaron, I wanted to touch. Oh, on this and I'll, thing. I'm sorry. Uh, sure. One note too: uh, when Oliver and Barry are in the elevator, there's some really bad elevator music playing. That's definitely John Barrowman singing the song. Oh, is it? As one who oh, no, owns uh, some Barrowman records, huh? Yes, that is definitely John Barrowman singing. The uh, before before we move on, uh, I did want to get your thoughts really quick on on Daredevil. Glenn, you finished watching it as well, yeah? Yeah, I finished it. Well, I didn't finish it in thirteen hours. I finished it in like because it took it took you a few days. Yeah. No, I mean I finished it in less than a day. Good fucking god, uh, that's in, that's insanity. Uh, yeah, Aaron, I like Aaron. I had set it aside. It's not. I don't have. It's not. I'm. A, I have no life and that kind of. I set it aside for this because I, Aaron and I going into it knew we were going to binge watch it. I just, oh no, I, I didn't set it aside. It was just part of my regular day. I don't want any. I don't. I don't want any spoilers or anything yet. Obviously, but uh, there there are a couple of questions. I'm, I'm just going to. Uh, a, a question each for for both of you, uh, Aaron. First, with with this show, where would you say this kind of ranks as far as like uh, uh, Mar- like you know, like within the realm of the Marvel Cinematic and TV universe? Like, where does this show rank for you in terms of like you know, like importance or quality or, or things like that? Where do, where does this sit for you? Uh, as far as how I feel about it, I, I think it's easy to. Because it, they are able to make essentially thirteen movies because they're, they're near hour long episodes, mm-hmm. uh, it's easy. I think it's 
easier to place it higher, like where it would rank to me, like as far as all the things that that Marvel's done so far. But mm-hmm. man, I, I got to say, you know, behind uh, the Avengers, you know, Iron Man one, the Winter Soldier. I mean, Daredevil is like top, you know, four. Like as far as where it ranks, it's just so well done. It it, it essentially it's starting to shift like you know the entire. Uh, you know, kind of tone of the MCU because we know the you know the Avengers of Ultron is going to be darker. We know Civil War is going to be like, uh, and then you go right to the Infinity Wars. I mean, it's you know, th- there's a really like this is going to be like their you know mm-hmm. their really heavy second act. So it, it, it's it's changing the tone. I mean, the fight choreography and it, it it's it, it's so much different than Captain America where it, it feels you know meaner like the the way that that you know the, the fight scenes are done. And, oh, it, and on, like the series on a whole, like it's very important because you know it's gonna, you know, uh, it it, it, it ah, I, I I I can't really say too much like giving spoilers, but it's laying a lot of really important groundwork for uh, some things I wouldn't have expected to see so early yet, especially given how some other shows aren't really that far along. Uh, uh, I, and I think you know, as fun as Agents of Shield is as well, I think the the loose restrictions that Netflix offers, I think gives them a little more free range to absolutely take things uh you know in directions that shield probably can never go because of the network they're on uh you know which, which and it's pg-15 and i don't know what the fuck pg-15 <laughs> is but it's damn near it it's so close to our it might as well just be rated q you know what i'm saying i've never i've never heard of pg-15 before uh no, that, that's what it's rated it's pg-15 you're right because they've made it up for this damn show exactly uh, Glenn, where would you where would you rank this show with with uh, some of your favorite television programs, or for that matter, TV shows we're currently watching right now? Oh, currently watching. Well, considering Better Call Saul ended, yes. Um, and I don't want to put Mad Mad Men's its own thing. I'm never going to say it's the best thing on television. I'm never going to say it's the worst thing because it's just it's it's, it's just Mad on Men. television. <laughs> it's it's different. There's nothing like it. It is. It's like eating a steak, and then everything else is like a buffet. Like it, it's it's an acquired no, it, taste. It's like eating a steak that tastes like steak, but it smells like shit. So you try to hold your nose while you eat. <laughs> I I mean I just uh that we're watching. I don't. I mean, there's a lot of things I like. I like the the rip off of Hannibal for the credits. Um, oh yeah. I mean, it, and it's beautifully done, dude. And, oh my god. Yeah, Anthony. When you get to episode three, and the way that like, oh. I already told you this, but the way they introduce kingpin is ingenious because it's it's done it's done in a way that isn't villainous and that's that's the most incredible thing about it is well i don't know man (laughs) well no but i mean it's not like he's not twirling a mustache or anything yeah he's not twirling a mustache but it's like this dude like there's just an earthquake just uh, waiting to to explode from underneath this guy's eye like at any time like he i I think I mean, it's kind of like I, I do it like the bad guy from Ghost Protocol. Like he's the bad guy, but I under I completely understand all of his motivations. I, right. I understand them. I may not agree with them, but like if you're going to be in- incredibly pragmatic, I, I get it. But yeah, I, I would say anything I've watched this year in 2015 um, and I've watched a lot of television, surprisingly, um, I it's probably second a better call Saul. There you go. Only because Last Man on Earth is tapered down and I can't count Last Week Tonight with John Oliver. God, that's a great show too. <laughs> yeah, I'd, I'd, um, I'd back that. I think it's the second bit. You know, now that Better Call Saul is over, I would call it the best TV show that we're watching. I can't wait to watch more. I'm super I'm super pumped. Um, I don't know if any I of you... I can't believe you're only going two at a time. Yeah, oh. it's, it's difficult. Especially, uh, we talked about it on the podcast as a S.H.I.E.L.D. thing, but Netflix really makes it difficult by showing you the next episode and then giving you a countdown. They give you like 20 seconds to decide whether or not to watch it. 20 <laughs> seconds to, and if to you reevaluate take, your life. Yeah, and if it takes too <laughs> and if it takes too long, they decide to just play it for you. So you yeah. have to decide in 20 seconds if you're not going to watch. Uh it's 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 terrible. And man, they're pretty generous with the side boob on this show too, man. Um I don't know if you guys watched the uh there was some side boob. Um Oh yeah. There's the, more um, I don't know if you guys actually watched the Star Trek fan film daily that I posted on the Facebook thing, but if people are Star Trek fans, I would really super highly recommend uh, watching it because I've never really seen it done this way before. Aaron, did you take the time to watch it? Uh, not yet. It's like about was, 20 uh, minutes or so. I'm, but... I'm still trying to recover from uh, my second go-through of Daredevil. Yeah. I... How the hell did... <laughs> okay, so in the span of... What? 
72 hours, you've spent 36 of it. Okay, I'll, I'll be down. I'll say 33 of it watching Daredevil. Mm-hmm. Well, Damn. I mean, I, I did start at four in the morning when it when it like oh like an hour after it became available. So yeah. I mean, I did I'm have a little bit of, of a midnight, head start. And I was like, oh well, that's impossible. But yeah, I yeah. waited. But like as soon as I woke up at four, I was like, fuck, let's get this show on the road, son. So I I, I blasted right through it. Uh, so in case people are, are are interested in checking out, it's up on the Facebook page, and it's basically um, they they tell they they tell the first part of a of a Star Trek story, but it is done in a documentary fashion like it's they 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 do it from the perspective of like starfleet has created a documentary feature and that is what you're watching about oh, a historical dude, event right. okay, i'm definitely watching that tonight then. and it stars a bunch of star trek uh and battlestar galactica alumni there's uh richard hatch and kate vernon from battlestar galactica are in this uh the fucking awesome tony todd from star trek and jg hertzler from star trek and Gary Graham from Star Trek are all in this, and uh, Tony Todd, Candyman, Tony Todd, yeah, Tony Todd, uh, Tony Todd, Worf's brother, Tony Todd, uh, just <laughs> Todd he, Final Destination. He's amazing. I fucking love Tony Todd. He is great. That man's yeah. voice alone is fucking incredible. He is great in this in this little bit too. And uh, um, yeah, I would I would recommend watching because it it's only twenty minutes or so, but it is very well done. Uh, and it was, I was very fascinated when it was over. I was, I was actually kind of anticipating seeing the, the second part of it, which I think they're trying to get funded or something along those lines, but a really unique take, uh, as a way to present something. I've never really seen it done that way before, but it was really well made. So if people are interested, uh, it is up on the Facebook page. Just uh, that's definitely a cool concept. Yeah. I'm going to watch that tonight. Yeah. I have have never, uh, yeah, I've never seen it done that way before. And they, they did a, 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 a surprisingly wonderful job. Um, so it's always uh, nice when fan films do that, huh? Yeah, yeah. They, I mean, because oftentimes, uh, it, it's becoming like this though with fan films, especially within the Star Trek community, where people who were on the shows who just have a love for the concept of Star Trek are just doing these things. Like so many of them from a, a multitude of shows are like hopping to do these little fan projects just because they fucking love Star Trek themselves. Well, that's uh, it. We got to write one and get John Luke on the horn. <laughs> <laughs> get Sir Patrick Stewart. Absolutely. Uh, I'm sure he can Airbnb on my couch if he wants, dude. Yeah, I'm sure, he's not, I'm sure he's not busy at all. No, uh, man, he could give us just the, he's a pro. We could do it in one take, man. They call him one take Stewart. Oh, absolutely. So. Yeah. Well, it's like Michael Caine. He'll do <laughs> yeah. a second take Michael if Caine. you ask him, but he only needs to do it in one. That's yeah, right. He's a goddamn pro. <laughs> um, the only, the only new thing up on the website this week is uh, I wrote a review for Dying Light on PlayStation 4. Uh, so if you are interested or on the fence about picking that up, go check out the review and at least get my worthless opinion on this. What did you What do you think of it? Uh, I gave it a four out of five. Okay. Yeah. Um, I, I but I I played the game you know all the way through. I, I took my time. The game has been out for a little while, but before I write a review, I've got to play through like the vast majority of a game mm-hmm. and give it. And the way fucking video games work now. We've got to wait for patches to come in and shit like that. Like, you're not playing. Sometimes I feel like you're an early adopter when you get a game uh, when it first comes out. Because just like like I said, with all the patches and things like that, it feels like you don't get the complete game until near the end of its run. So I'm giving it this review off of not you know, immediately receiving it, but having played it for a long time after they'd had a chance to fix bugs and shit like that. Um, you know, there are pros. There are cons. But ultimately, it was like a really fucking fun game that I am still playing right now because there's about 97 side quests that I have not finished. Jesus. So I am still playing through. Like, yeah, I no one was more surprised than me than when I finished a side quest to find out, that, oh, that's only the beginning. It's like a chain of quests all within. Like, I pick one thing, and there's actually like three or four side quests within that one thing. How'd you like having a seizure than having to walk between two buildings? <laughs> you see, when the seizure thing happens, Glenn, I just wait until I get over it and then I start moving. <laughs> I don't actually try moving while he's while he's having a seizure. Uh, and Aaron is sitting there scratching his head. Um, it's a it's a first person zombie uh, survival game, and your dude gets oh. bit. Uh, and there's some medicine. Oh shit! There's some medicine that's that is preventing him from turning, but he has these seizures where he's like slowly turning a little bit. And this is like very beginning of the game. Yeah, that's like the first thing that happens to you. Jesus. Uh, so every now and again during the course of the game, you get like these seizures and shit, and the screen gets blurry and your stamina 
depletes and you can't fucking kill zombies for shit while you're in this state. Um, but yeah, it's a fucking, it's a fun <laughs> game. It's, oh, it's very open world. There's so much, there's all sorts of cool weapons you can make. It's, it's a, it's a blast minus there's some control issues and things like that. But outside of like that jumping, um, I mean, I got, I, I got the parkour stuff down after a while. Yeah. Um, it's, it's very tricky. Well, not tricky. It's, it's annoying at first. So you part, you're a parkouring zombie in this game. It's no, no, kind of no. like uncharted and parkouring. Yeah. It, but with zombies. Yeah, I mean, you get to leap from building to building because that's the best way to stay to stay. as a zombie. No, 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 not like not as a zombie, as a person. Yeah, and how do you zombies fight other can. people to make them into zombies? The, well, you you don't play as a zombie; you play as a human in a oh. city. It's not. There, I think it'd be a better game, like if they made it where you were like the first zombie and you win the game once you conquer like an entire like you city. Make, you make everybody zombie. Yeah, you have to make enough zombies to conquer and just run shit. Um, there's a, there's a bunch like you can have a lot of fun just going to YouTube with this game and searching for dying light Easter eggs because <laughs> there are so many things hidden in this game. There there's so many little places where they hide awesome loot and shit like that. And then there's like a bazillion video game references. They in the review I note that they re- they reference nearly everything from like Super Mario Brothers to Destiny in this game. Uh, and and not just reference like there are some areas where they recreate. There's like a a destiny loot cave that they recreate in the game. Uh, they create World One One from Super Mario Brothers in this game, like a little hidden Easter egg thingy that you can play through, like the first like a first person uh, the first level of Mario Brothers. It's silly, uh, but it's so much fun. It's a and really fun do game. not go outside at night and do yeah never fucking go outside at night. Um, horrible, horrible, horrible. Yeah, solid advice, sir. Um, all right, let us talk about the uh, the box office real quick, and then we'll move on to new movies, and then we'll get the fuck out of here. Um, the top five at the box office are as follows: Cinderella fell from number four to number five, uh, made a seven point one million. Uh, Glenn, do you think with the box office it's pulling down? Um, it's not huge. Um, it, it's worldwide at about four hundred thirty seven million. But is this enough for a Cinderella 2? <laughs> I don't think they're going to make a Cinderella 2, but uh, I feel like it's definitely enough money. Yeah. She <laughs> loses her shoe again. Uh, gotcha. And she has a new stepmom. <laughs> That'd be fucking great. Um, they just Would it be like, Cinderella, like, you know, semicolon the reckoning? They just, yeah, yes. Ghost protocol. Um, they, they'll treat it how they treated like 22 Jump Street, where they're constantly referencing the fact that you're watching a movie that's a sequel to another movie. Um, oh god, speaking of you guys, saw uh, Olivia Munn got cast as Psylocke. Oh, yeah, 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 I saw that. X-Men. I know you're very disappointed. It's oh, my she's god, only dude, ruining I'm so the disappointed. Green Bay Packers, you might as well ruin the hey, I got no problem with that. Am I the only one who liked Olivia Munn in the newsroom because I liked her in that show? I haven't seen newsroom, I've only seen like I guess bit roles she's had in other films. I just I, I don't think it she's solid in that show. Like, she's okay, but she's not some you know what I mean? Like, this is a role who, like, you know, I'm sure that there's you know millions of A list actresses out there, you know, who would all fit the bill and who could probably do a little better with it who you know ugh, i don't know it's just a poor choice it, it seems like you know the fox is making so many correct choices with deadpool then you go over just a, a tinge and see what they're doing with with channing and now with her ugh, i don't know man uh the number the movie at the number four spot is of course the film uh about how aaron listened to the new intro to the cinema geekly podcast it's called get hard and it oh, fell from- solid dude oh my god it uh, it fell. That's from, awesome. Whoever, everyone involved with that, thank you very much. It fell from the uh, the number three spot to the number four spot. Oh, it's not falling from six to midnight at all, sir. It's staying up. <laughs> yeah, it's going to be the longest ride. Uh, so, nice. So, get hard made eight point two million. Glenn is referencing the next movie on our list. It debuted at number three, the longest ride. Uh, made thirteen million dollars. Get hard, the longest rider, right? Huh. Only uh, at home, though. Interesting. Get Hard, The Longest Ride at Home. Too bad Up didn't come out this week, too. <laughs> uh, home stayed at the number two spot. It made another uh, $18.5 million. And, of course, Furious 7 held on to its number one spot, where it nearly made another $60 million. By the way, in case people wow. are wondering, this movie has been out for two weeks, and its worldwide gross is $803 million. It only took seven of them to get that high. Good and The Rock and, Lord. like, four of them. Good lord, that's just so much fucking money. Just, just wait till uh, the Avengers hits, man. I'm t- oh, it's, oh, it's going to be three of them. 
it's going to be bonkers for sure. Uh, movies coming out this weekend. In case Nobody cares. Wanna... The Avengers is coming out after that. I don't know, man. Are you sure you don't want to check out Unfriended? Oh, what's it about? Uh, it is about a girl who is hazed on the internet and then kills herself in a video on the internet. And then all of her friends are in a Skype chat together when she pops up, her thing pops up. And they figure out it is her ghost on Skype or some shit. And if, <laughs> and, and if any of them leave the Skype call, they get killed. Oh, my God. So they just have to stay on Skype. That's it? I think so. How is it's like speed, but for this haunting ever? Yeah, it's like speed, but for this generation, like this is something you're gonna do anyway. You log off of Skype. You log off of Skype. You're gonna die. Okay. I mean, I don't know. As somebody who uses Skype regularly, I am a little. I am a little scared to log off of Skype now. So that's the dumb. Wow, dude. Oh yeah. Well, why is it called unfriended then? I I will say Skype shouldn't it be unskyped or I mean something because they disconnected like something. I, I will say this. Uh, the movie has 13 reviews, and it is at 85% on Rotten Tomatoes. There's no possible way. <laughs> um, that's out of 13 reviews. That's possible. Well, it, that it, those 13 reviews are the writers, the director, and the cast. Um, I'm looking to see if there's any. Uh, Variety gave it a positive review. Bullshit. Yeah, he calls, nah, they sold out years ago. They called it simultaneously clever and exasperating. There's no way it's clever. Hollywood exasperating, Report, I'll buy. It sounds a little advi- ill-advised to me. H- highly ill-advised. Hollywood Reporter did not like it, though. So, oh, okay. uh, uh, It says, in the end, one would rather be back at one's own computer, tending to the tedious details of digital life, than watching this click get pinged to death. Pinged to death. Pinged to death. Uh, okay. Uh, true story. That's a much better movie title. That's what they should have called. Is pinged to death. True story is coming out this weekend. Uh, Aaron, I hope you're aware of what this is. Nope. This is a serious drama starring mm-hmm. Jonah Hill and James Franco. Oh. And Felicity Jones and Ethan Suplee. Mm-mm. When disgraced New York Times reporter Mike Finkel, played by Jonah Hill, meets accused killer Christian Longo, played by James Franco, Franco, who has taken on Finkel's identity, his investigation morphs into an unforgettable game of cat und mouse. What do you mean he took on his identity? Like James Franco started to pretend to be Jonah Hill? Yeah, I guess. Who could who could tell him a fucking part? Twenty reviews, sixty percent on Rotten Tomatoes. So. Uh, and uh, Hollywood Reporter again shits on this movie, as did The Village Voice. Uh, and uh, leading credence to uh, to Glenn's assertion about Variety, they gave this movie a positive review as well. Mm. <laughs> Calling it. Okay, so this <laughs> story. This is a, a serious. It, oh, and it's Jonah Hill and Franco. Is Jonah Hill skinny in this, or is he back to being Jonah Hill? He's, he's back to being fat Jonah Hill. So why why is he doing a serious movie then? Oh. supposed to be funny, right? Surprisingly, uh, the, these two are not the worst movies coming out this week. No, they are not, because... Really? The main event, ladies and gentlemen in this corner, Mr. Kevin James is Paul oh. Hart, Mall Cop Dose. Hashtag Mall Cop Year. After six years of keeping our malls safe, Paul Blart has earned a well-deserved vacation. He <laughs> heads to Vegas with his teenage daughter before she heads off to college. Wait, he, okay. But the safety never takes a holiday when duty calls. Blart answers. Is, is this one? Oh, this isn't straight to Netflix, is it? Like what Sandler's doing? No. Kevin James has got to be headed there next, right? Like there's no way this fucker can keep doing what he's doing. I will say this. Are you making reference to Joe Dirt 2? No. Is that a thing? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Sandler's making it. And oh, fuck. It, it is on the most Joe Dirt 2 uh uh, service that you could imagine it being on. It's not on Netflix because that's crackle. Fucking is it on show. Crackle? It's on Crackle. Oh, <laughs> fuck, dude! It is on. It is on the flea market of. They're of paying David Spade like they're paying him in like cans of spam and indented, uh, <laughs> you know, fucking cans of peas. I mean, he's uh, what the fuck, Crackle? Crackle? What? Yeah, it, I'm telling you, it's shit. the the K. It's the Kmart of digital video services. It's. Yeah, it's the the the. Do they low- figure that only people who can afford Crackle are the ones who watch? Probably Crackle's fucking free. That's probably why. Uh, that's what I mean, sir. <laughs> oh my god! So yeah, no reviews. Is, well, is Kid Rock in the sequel too? Um, I hope so. He I don't know. Be. Um, 
FYI, there are four reviews for Paul Blart Mall Cop 2. They are all negative. Uh, One even uh, was done by Kevin James himself. Well, Hollywood Reporter, or I mean, uh, Variety, have they had their put their two cents? They on loved it. Yet? No, nothing, nothing from Variety. Oh, uh, okay. Uh, I'm sure they're gonna. They'll be tonguing Kevin James's asshole before you know it. Speaking of, who do you think uh, in the upcoming season of True Detective, now that the first teaser is leaked, is going to be the butt eater out of uh, out of Vaughn or uh, or Colin Farrell? I feel like it's only fair that Vince Vaughn does it because he's been cranking out shit for years. It seems like Colin Farrell, just by his face, it looks like Colin Farrell's already been doing this for years. Another good mustache. Another I, Sam Elliott level mustache. Yeah. I, I was just saying, like, <laughs> Colin Farrell Colin Farrell looks like the guy who's just been eating ass for years anyway. So they really should just go with the less obvious choice of Vince. Well, so Jared Jeter, I bet you, but... I bet you Colin, Fer- Colin Farrell will do it uh, in his personal life because he's a gentleman, but he's not going to do it on film. Uh, Vince Vaughn is definitely going to be tossing someone's salad this yeah, season. He, he does it for the pleasure of the ladies. Or maybe yeah. they throw us a curveball and it's Rachel McAdams. Wow, yeah, that would be crazy. Because I would love to forever change the name of doing a Woody Harrelson to calling it doing a Rachel McAdams. <laughs> I think that would be fucking hysterical. All right, I think that is a wrap for this week. I think- oh, no, we, there's some more butt jokes. Uh, well, I think Glenn's got to get going, and there's a Flash episode to watch tonight. Oh, that's right. Shit. So much stuff going on. All right. Uh, so to wrap things up, everything we talked about, most of it anyway, can be found by heading over to cinemageekly.com. Uh, and, of course, reach out social media-wise as well. We're on Twitter, Facebook, Google+, YouTube, Tumblr, Instagram, all at Cinema Geekly. Uh, don't forget cinemageekly.com slash premium. Or, uh, or, grinder. Over, Run grinder. Or, or heading over to T Public or our grinder account, of course. <laughs> Uh, as well. If somebody hasn't set up a Cinema Geekly Grinder account, I'll be, I actually wouldn't be surprised if somebody listening to this decides to just do it. Signing up right now, sir. Because they know that our email is info at cinemageekly.com, which is what they would probably need to use in order to sign us up for a Grinder account. I'm fine. Um, <laughs> that is where the you can contribute to the mailbag. And I wonder whose picture they would the use show. out of everyone on the staff. I'm not Thanks sure. For our picture on Grinder. I am. I am uncertain. We'd have to do a group photo just to make it fair, wouldn't we? Yeah. Yeah. I think so. Or we'll we'll just get one those, or we just get one of those. All for one. Or we just get one of those face amalgamations where they combine all of our faces into one face. Oh, wow. That, I that's think that's how they came up uh, with Franco. <laughs> that's where Franco came from. That's, that's the Franco the, template. Yeah. No, he just, Pete Davidson. That's how they made that guy. <laughs> um, or the, or uh, the plastic surgeon on Kimmy Schmidt. Uh, he was an amalgamation. <laughs> Dr. Of, he was <laughs> He was an amalgamation of several faces as well. Um, All right. So, uh, oh, the podcast, of course. Uh, Of course, you can stream it or download it from the website. Uh, But if that's not your thing, iTunes, Stitcher, and the TuneIn Radio app are all various places you can get the podcast from. Subscribe to us. uh, And we're available. That, By the way, all of those apps make us available on every possible device, including several televisions and game consoles and Blu-ray players as well. Uh, Get premium. There is no excuse. And of course, the premium. Of course. More dick jokes. I think it's like uh, 12% more dick jokes on the the premium. There's a lot of cock talk. (laughs) And there is one podcast that is just talking of cocks. Literally, I think it's like the whole episode was that. So, yeah, for sure. Everybody go check it out. Uh, All right. So, for Glenn Beauvais and Aaron DeLosa, I. I am Anthony Lewis, and we'll be back next week on the Cinema Geekly Podcast. For more content like Who Made Who, Level Your Gear, the Gotham Podcast, Flashing Arrow Podcast, and the new Horribly Flawed and Incredibly Decisive Podcast, visit cinemageekly.com slash premium and part with just $12. That's 12 bucks for a year's worth of awesome content. What else could you buy for $12 that will last all year and give you hours of geeky entertainment? 